Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. The end of May is now day 97 since the Russians invaded Ukraine, and a lot has happened between then and now. One of the most recent developments is that the European Union finally seems poised to almost entirely cut off Russian oil imports. Just this morning, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen announced that effectively 90% of oil imports from Russia to the EU will end by the end of this year. Now, in order to understand the math here, it's kind of useful to look at where the EU gets its oil from vis-a-vis Russia. Two-thirds of EU oil come from Russia over ships. And that was something they had agreed to cut off by the end of the year basically already. But the remaining one-third comes from pipelines. And here it's the Druzhba pipeline, which splits into two parts, essentially. You have a northern pipeline that carries oil to Germany and Poland. And you have the southern pipeline, which takes it to Hungary, Slovakia, and the Czech Republic. Part of the news here is that Poland and Germany, even though there has been an exemption made for the pipeline oil, they have agreed that they will also end importing oil on the pipeline by the end of this year. So that means all of the overseas and all of the northern pipeline is going to stop coming in by the end of the year. The southern pipeline is a little bit more complicated because Hungary is an ally of Russia. Viktor Orban, the prime minister of Hungary, is a personal friend of Vladimir Putin's and Hungary gets about 60% of its oil from Russia by way of the pipeline. And as you would suspect, that makes it not such an easy thing to give up their primary supplier of energy. In fact, there were rumors that they would try to totally tank the deal, which would be a huge embarrassment for the EU. But it looks like now, by the end of this year, the EU will have pulled off about a 90% embargo of all Russian oil. Of course, the next thing to pay attention to is the gas. And the EU has been much less coherent about its natural gas embargo plan. Yes, the development of the Nord Stream 2 was interrupted and stopped, but that hasn't done anything to the importation of natural gas via Nord Stream 1. So what will all of this mean for U.S. gas prices, the thing that perhaps here we care about the most? Well, in the early hours of today, U.S. crude oil futures contracts had increased by 3.5%, reaching $119 a barrel. The current price per gallon in the U.S. is $4.62 for regular and $4.99.7 for mid-grade, according to AAA. And of course, that's on a historic high in part due to the fact that it was Memorial Day weekend. What will happen to gas prices in the future? Experts are a little bit uncertain about that, which seems to be the way predictions are going these days. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. When you make jokes, do other people routinely laugh? Do they laugh enthusiastically? Or do they wince and groan and say things like, stop, and that's not funny? Well, if that's the reaction you get a lot of the time, and I'm not just talking about dad jokes here. I'm talking about jokes that other people react to as if they are genuinely unfunny. Pay attention, because this story might actually be about you. We're all familiar with people who have a bad sense of humor or tell bad jokes or weird jokes, and... 
The Germans even have a word for, of course the Germans have a word for this. Noted joke tellers, the Germans, you know. Witzel sucked is the name for it. Boy, it just makes me feel sorry for a poor guy named Witzel. Yes, I know it's properly Witzel and it's properly sucked, but my pronunciation is funnier. The etymology of the word comes from wits or wits, sounds familiar to the English, for joke, and addiction for sucht. So it's joke addiction, meaning you can't help yourself tell presumably bad jokes. There was a study in 2016 by a couple of California doctors who looked at a couple of particular cases. One was a 69-year-old man who experienced a personality change and as a result developed a tendency to compulsively make jokes after he had some kind of a bleeding issue in the brain 10 years prior. Weirdly, in addition to telling bad jokes, he also had a fixation on recycling and borderline offensive comments that he couldn't help himself from making. I'm beginning to see a collage here. In any case, he kept cracking jokes even during the interview, despite reporting feeling fairly happy, and he said that his compulsive need to make jokes had even become an issue with his spouse, I'm sure, but more than a way you wouldn't think that he would wake her up in the middle of the night to tell them to her. So patient A, compulsive bad jokes as a result of a brain bleed issue, The other patient, patient B, was a 57-year-old man whose behavior had changed about three years ago. He started telling childish jokes, he would laugh at his own comments, and he generally didn't laugh at other people's comments, and he kind of lost a lot of his inhibitions. He purchased a couple dozen Hawaiian shirts, he went six weeks one time without bathing, so, you know, weird stuff. But mostly he had normal results from neurologic examinations and a kind of unremarkable medical history. After he passed away about a decade later, they discovered that he had a form of Parkinsonism and also Pick's disease, a form of behavioral variant of frontotemporal dementia. So in both cases, what you find here is that they had brain damage, essentially, and it made them want to tell bad jokes. If you're the kind of person who tells jokes that people wince at, you might start to feel uncomfortable at this point. But what the researchers discovered was that both of them had damage in the bifrontal areas of their brains and the key common areas were that they found their own jokes very funny and they didn't think other people told very good jokes at all. So things like slapstick, simple jokes, puns, they were into, especially if they told them themselves, but complicated, non-simple, novel jokes, especially told by others, it's not really that funny. So the authors, of course, suggest that further study of Witzelsucht and the brain damage that is apparently connected with it could be managed. So maybe the next time your uncle tells jokes that aren't funny and he laughs at them himself, you maybe chalk it up to, he just can't help himself. And if it's you that makes the bad jokes that other people wince at or don't laugh at or criticize you for, a couple of options here. One is maybe consider the old keep-your-mouth-closed strategy. Another one is book an appointment with a neuropsychiatrist. You never know what you might discover. Maybe you'll get lucky and they'll give you a card that says, it's okay, I can't help myself. And finally, from the forever coupon file, several years ago, a man received a coupon from his cousins and had put it away, apparently not using it, but pulled it out again and showed it to Reddit. The coupon offers a free medium drink with the purchase of any epic burrito at taco chain Del Taco. What makes this an interesting story for Newsweek to pay attention to? The expiration date, January 6th, 2106 clearly a misprint the printers got confused inverted the middle digits and the expiration date is 2106 not 2016 now unfortunately it is apparently the kind of coupon that you can use just the one time and if you use it just the one time you're not going to get too much value out of it but if you take something like this and bequest it let's say to your offspring and to their offspring then somewhere down the line in about 84 years somebody can get a really sweet deal 
assuming that Del Taco still exists and assuming that we are still drinking drinks out of a straw as opposed to getting an injection at the drive-by fast IV place. But nevertheless, it is, of course, a relatively inflation-proof coupon since there's no prices involved. Although I got to wonder about the wisdom of this whole store for later business because it is only for a free drink, like one free drink. And then you're setting yourself up for disaster. Like, you know, let's imagine Del Taco is the one instead of Taco Bell who survives the restaurant wars predicted in Demolition Man. I'm imagining that some future offspring takes this down to the restaurant, orders the burrito and the drink, offers the coupon, and the person says, what's paper? Or, well, we're, not, we're just not going to honor that. All kinds of opportunity for disappointment. But in the present, a funny misprint is the forever coupon for Del Taco. Meanwhile, research seems to indicate that some people get an almost unnatural level of satisfaction out of securing a deal, as in more satisfaction than would be justified by the money, than would be justified by the taste or anything else, meaning that the simple act of giving people a deal on a coupon, if you're, let's say, a restaurant or somebody else who's a merchandiser, that can actually be an effective strategy if you manage to stumble into the 20 to 30% of people that find deal getting itself so satisfying that they'll go for the deal rather than anything else, almost regardless of what the nature of the deal itself is. As we learned about joke telling, human psychology is tricky. That's it for the daily break. Be sure to head over to newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup and Please consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek if you don't already. Hit the five-star rating before you go. I appreciate it. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.